0: students. Happy Wednesday. It's Answers to Gospel Questions. You're listening with Brother Lawson and Brother Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Doing fantastic. Good. I'm glad you're doing fantastic. We got a good question today for Answers to Gospel Questions. The question is, what do I do when I mess up? I'm assuming that means what do you do uh, when you when you sin? I, people mess up all the time. There's a big difference between just making mistakes and uh, and sinning. Uh, and so there's consequences, obviously, tied to tied to both mistakes and sin. But sin is what leads to spiritual death. Mistakes is just kind of what mortality is about. So we want to we want to know what do, we, what do we do when uh, when we sin? How do how do we go about the, the process of of repentance? President Nelson has said, I, I don't know if President Nelson has ever given a talk as the prophet of the church where he hasn't encouraged repentance. Um, I think that in in Second Samuel chapter eleven, we get a pretty good commentary, um, an implied commentary in uh, the story of David Bathsheba about the importance of repenting quickly rather than delaying repentance. What can we learn about that in Second Samuel chapter eleven,
1: Brother Wing? it's a fascinating story. And it's like, it's a devastating story. Yeah. You just love the David and Goliath, David.
0: Oh, remember David killing Goliath. That was the best.
1: Yeah. And then all the things that he did and even how humble he was with. Oh, he was (laughs) humble. (laughs) And it's just, and then you come to this David in second Samuel 11 and you're like, no. And so it's, it's pretty devastating, but, um, he, uh, Verse 1, and I, I don't know who originally made this point or how, how I have been made aware of this, but it does say, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that mm-hmm. David sent Joab. So who's the king? It's David. David's the king. But he did not go forth to battle. He sent someone to do his work for him. You know what that and, kind
0: of reminds me of, just as a side note? Um, like the David and Goliath story. Who should have been the one fighting Goliath? It, it should have been Saul, like Saul was the, but you know, he, he sends David out there to do it. And now it's always like David is following in Saul's footsteps and probably even, I mean, you're going to see clearly how he's following in Saul's footsteps throughout the remainder of his life. It's unfortunate.
1: Very true. And so he's just not in the right place. He's not where he should be. And that is just a dangerous place to be right. Um, wherever it is like bad things can happen. And so in verse two, it talks about that. He was, um, he arose from off his bed. Maybe he should have just stayed sleeping. If you're not going to be in the right place at the right time, at least just go to sleep, you know, to, to save spiritually. (laughs) There's a
0: good, there's a good, uh, lesson in that. I think, you know, my mom used to always say, uh, you know, the Holy ghost goes to bed after midnight and we just kind of chuckle and laugh about that. But in many in many respects, that's is true. That's when a lot of times problems. Uh, scrolling through Netflix at one o'clock in the morning, never good idea. Just looking at Instagram reels at one o'clock in the morning or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably should just read some scriptures and go to bed.
1: Yeah, dangerous place to be. Yeah, our our adherence to the Holy Ghost becomes harder when we're when we're tired. Yeah. Um. So David, tired, not where he's supposed to be. He walks out onto the roof and sees something that he shouldn't see, and uh, he's lost his soul now.
0: He yeah. saw some—I mean, that's over. He saw something he wasn't supposed to see. He Probably, I mean, that's terrible. No, I'm just kidding. It's a—it's a pop-up ad, like right? It's like that's what he sees. Something he's not supposed to see
1: has—has has he committed a sin, Brother Wing? Yeah, this is kind of the situation where you're like. I don't know that the scriptures did, would he, did he go out looking for this Right. or did he, was it just an accident? Let's assume it was an accident. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the scriptures don't say, so let's right. go ahead and say, yeah, it's just an accident. Well then what do you do with that? You know? And mm-hmm. so I can, I mean, wouldn't it be great to just stop the chapter at verse two oh. and rewrite it, you know, right. <laughs> it's just, David, it's like, or, yeah. what would, David what would sent, your verse three be? It would you know? say
0: David sent some Of his woodworkers down to build a roof over this woman's bathtub.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And while they're doing that, he goes in and reads the book of Moses, you know, the the book of Deuteronomy. Exactly. And and he reads some scriptures and prays and clears up his mind, you know, and just goes about. And then he's like, Hey, you know what? You know what else? I should be at battle right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my horse and go out to fight with Joab. Yep. So uh but he doesn't do that. Um, he sent and inquired after the woman, and and so, basically, from this point forward, you can see verse after verse he makes a worse mistake based on the previous mistake, and he never corrects it. And therefore, with each each uh, mistake he makes, it becomes a bigger deal. Oh man! Greater consequences uh, to the choices. He can still repent right. uh, until the very end here. Um, and so he, he had options to get out, uh, you know, and so the sooner the better. And so with the question, you know, what do I do when I've messed up or made a mistake? Well, turn to the Lord immediately, as fast as possible, you know, <laughs> right. and move in his direction and know that of his mercy and pray, study scripture, uh, get the Holy Ghost. You've, you've, if you've gone off track, um, you, it is you're kind of this little darker place and so get some light back in there so you can discern better
0: yeah can you imagine if if David would have gone to Nathan the prophet at the time and said, hey I'm struggling with this this is is something that's happened and I don't want it to to become a bigger problem for me but instead he inquires about uh, Bathsheba and if he would have stopped there if he just would have inquired about then you know he still has has done something wrong but But then he has her, he has her brought to him. And then he sleeps with her, she gets pregnant. And then he's like, Oh, no, she's pregnant, and her husband's out at battle. What are they gonna, you know, how is that gonna work? And so he ends up, you know, bringing the husband back, he tries to get the husband to, to go sleep with her. So he'll think that the baby is is his uh and but the husband is the uriah is a valiant warrior and he's like no if all those guys are out on the battlefield i'm just going to sleep at the door of the king and and so finally david said well this guy's not gonna i'm not gonna be able to cover my tracks so i'm gonna have to get uriah killed and so in essence david is becomes guilty of murder and that's when we learn in section 132 of the doctrine covenants this is when david loses his exaltation um And that's, that's when he loses his ability to be sealed in the highest degree of the celestial kingdom. So you can see how it just progresses, progress. It's crazy in the next chapter when Nathan, I mean, the Lord tells Nathan what's going on. He, Nathan knows exactly what David has done. The Lord told uh, Nathan and Nathan comes to David with a parable and that's describing a a guy that has a, a lamb, and then this big rich guy comes and steals this lamb, uh, and David's so mad, and he says, "Oh, we need to find that guy and kill that guy." And Nathan says, "You're that guy. You're the guy that stole this little this lamb from another person." And and David admits that he sins, and then and then starts the repentance process. Um, again, there are consequences to our actions, and sometimes those consequences uh in the case of David he had eternal consequences as a result of his sins even though he started he began the the repentance process you can't avoid consequences sin is always going to result in in suffering uh there's never going to be a time that you repent or that you can sin
1: and not suffer because of that sin yeah, this is a great lesson from First and Second Samuel. Sometimes you might be reading these chapters, students, and you might think these are not inspiring chapters. <laughs> um, and the, and the lives of these principal kings that we're talking about—Saul, David, and Solomon—you know, they they all end in tragedy. And so, what mm-hmm. what good is there for us in these books? Well, the Scriptures teach us what not to do a lot of times, and they give such vivid examples and such devastating examples mm-hmm. that it that it kind of impresses itself upon our heart motivates us to do differently and to learn from, um, these stories that we can do better and we can make better choices and we get off track. Okay. Let's, let's just not make this worse and let's quickly repent and turn to the Lord. And so there's, there's, I love that part of the scriptures to, to give us that kind of drive and motivation to repent.
0: And I, I think that that's clear. I think you can clearly see now why President Nelson encourages daily repentance and finding the joy in daily repentance. Not just he's not just saying the joy of repentance, but daily. If David was involved in daily repentance, this story would be a lot different than it than it turns out to be.
1: Yeah, let me quote that. Um, he said back in 2019, President Nelson said nothing is more liberating, more ennobling. Or more crucial to our individual progression than his regular daily focus on repentance. Mm-hmm. And then he reminds us repentance is not an event, it's a process, right. it's the key to happiness and peace of mind. When coupled with faith, repentance opens our access to the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And I'll also, uh, President or uh, Elder Maxwell, Neil A. Maxwell, he once made this point about having reflexive obedience that we just kind of uh, just you know, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Things just, you know, That's we cool. don't, we can't control all the things that, that we see out there in the world or, you know, things, sometimes things are thrust upon us and and we have to make an instinctive uh, choice. Well, what's been training our instincts, you know, and if we've been studying the scriptures daily and seeking a daily focus on repentance, we can be more reflexive to hmm. turn to the Lord in those moments rather than, go down a path of destruction.
0: I like that. Good. All right, students, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Go ahead and share it with others. Uh, Come to our Institute class Tuesday nights at 830. We'd love to see you there. Uh, Email us for the link to those classes. And uh, until next time, everybody, we love your guts. Stay righteous.